Well, here we go. Uh, Paul Eisenstein and I have had uh, differing views, uh, but I, I defer to him. He's the expert. He follows this stuff on a regular basis. I only weigh in from time to time based on my gut reaction. But he is here as editor of Headlight.News, and uh, he's here to talk about electric vehicles and a big, big story. The story about Ford Motor Company cutting the price of the 2023 Mustang Mach-E by up to $8,100. Paul, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Hey, good to be with you again. You know, I have said from the beginning that the government should not be a part of this, and I can only imagine what it was like to wake up as, as any one of the CEOs of the of the big three, I still call them that, or of the great suppliers or any of the others who have had to spend billions of dollars to get ready to fulfill the government mandate of electric vehicles and then now to have the government going, well, maybe maybe you don't have to do that. You know, you can't unring the bell. These companies have spent billions of dollars rushing into what the government told them they had to do, and now they're not. That's a sidebar well, story. Yeah, actually, Paul, uh, how often have we all complained that the government doesn't adapt to reality and change mandates? So, yes, if you want to if you want to politicize it, we can say, oh, look, the government screwed up and they're they're racing the backtrack. Uh, I like to think that the government in this case is actually recognizing that things didn't go quite as planned and they're adopting as the industry has asked it to. Remember, the automakers and dealers, what, 14,000 dealers signed on to a letter asking the government to slow the required adoption rate of EVs. And guess what? The government listened. They actually are doing what was requested. They're not eliminating the standards, but they had a tough new uh, rule, which they're saying, we're going to stretch that out a few years because – you're telling us we can't get there. The market is telling us we can't get there. I'm actually impressed by that. We don't see government respond to reality very the often. Government, and they the, government, the government never should have been involved in the first place, telling automakers what cars they should build and well, sell. The people who buy these cars are the people who should be telling the automakers what cars they should be building because those are the ones we want to buy. But I don't want to get in yeah. an argument with you. I don't. All right. I don't. Well, I, I'll just say one thing. If, if, we, if we bought into that argument, we'd still be back in 1965 when those first safety standards went into effect, arguing that safety doesn't sell. Sometimes you have to have mandates to move things in the right direction. And, and the reality is, yes, EV sales have slowed down. I shouldn't say that. EV sales growth has slowed down. In other words... EV sales are still increasing, just not as fast as they were for the last four years when they increased 800%. And EV mandates helped get the government, get the industry there. They got the industry comfortable with the idea that EVs can work. They're just not going to grow quite as fast. So mandates do work. They made it for better fuel economy. They've made for safer vehicles. And frankly, long term, they've made the, made the manufacturers actually believe that EVs can sell. But we have to adjust to now what the market is saying. I just wouldn't have wanted to uh, wake up, I said it yesterday, as Mary Barra or as Jim Farley or as any of these people, 
uh, and see and see that everything they've done and spent billions of dollars on didn't necessarily need to be done. But here, let's talk about one of the, from what I know from anybody, any friends who have the Mustang Mach-E, they love that vehicle. So I'm going to say, yep. here, here's one of the most popular, just from my little world, the most popular, most beloved EVs, and yet they find themselves having to cut up to $8,100 to get rid of the 23s to make way for the 24s. Explain that to yep. me. Oh, by the way, there's also new incentives up to $12,500 on the F-150 Lightning. You know, I have one of those. I wish I had gotten that much of a deal. Uh, <laughs> well, and the $7,500 tax credit doesn't count on the Mach-E, probably because of some bits and pieces in the battery or something that don't meet the government standard of being made in America or something. I don't even know. Well, I like that. I like the fact that automakers have to make these things here rather than going to China. So oh, my friends, they're going to go. Paul, I could do a side bet with you, but I won't. You, <laughs> well, you we're going to see, Chi think... see Chinese cars here. Oh, my we're God, We're going to yes. see EVs soon. Uh, we're going to see and... Mexican cars here because our car companies are going to have to be building more cars in Mexico with this new contract. Oh, wait a second. They've been doing that for years. Mm. Mexico went from being, I think, the number 20 largest automotive manufacturing nation in the world to something like, what is it, in the top five right now or even top four? Wow. Uh, it's way up there. But that, yeah, we're, we, we need an hour to go through everything we're talking about right now. <laughs> uh, I will say, again, you're making it sound like uh, Mary Barr and Jim Farley woke up and said, oh, my God, they changed the rules. Remember, they were the ones demanding the government change the rules. So when they woke up yesterday or the day before and found out that the government was delaying some of the standards, they were jumping for joy. I talked to a couple people at the automakers uh, about this, and they were like, oh, my God, they did exactly what we asked for. They don't do it very often. So they were very happy to see this pushed out. We're still going to see strong mandates. It's just going to take a few more years to get to the mandates that uh, they were originally proposing. So the industry is very happy about that. And we're going to see the industry respond. Mary Barr was saying we're going 100% electric. Well, now she's saying we're going to go 100% electrified, which will involve also bringing in plug-in hybrids. This is a new world, and the industry, ha the industry and the government have to ad adapt to what's happening in the marketplace because it's all new. Well, it, it, the, here's something else that's not always the case, which shocked me when I learned this years ago, that that the OEMs don't always do what their dealers ask them to do. And yet, oh. in this case, the dealers have been begging for plug-ins because that's what they see people coming in and asking about on the front line. And so, yes, yes. the OEMs are going to do what the dealers want, and the government apparently is going to do what the OEMs want, and then everyone's going to get criticized for not moving toward all electric and saving the country, saving the world. Well, I'll tell you what. This is one case where I look at the, the environmentalists and say, guys, you've got to adapt to reality. If you try to force the market too fast, you're not going to get any of what you want because the alternative would have been rolling back the standards even more. Not going faster, but even slower. And I think I think they have to adapt. It. Look, they, they have to they have to protest this. It's just in their it's in their mandate 
to continue <laughs> to demand everything happen faster, just like it's in the mandate of some people to oppose anything, any new rules. Uh, the, the reality seems to be that both the industry and the government are trying to find something in the middle that reflects what consumers are saying, and that's the good thing. We're still moving towards a world that's going to be mostly or all EVs. It's just let's adapt to the pace that makes sense. And part of that is we need to get the right stuff out there. We need to get more public chargers, and we need to drive the price down. That's what Ford did by dropping the price on the, on the Mach-E and also adding the new incentives on the Lightning. We've been seeing price cuts across the industry on EVs. Uh, Tesla kicked it off, if you remember, a year ago when they had a big price drop on, on several of their vehicles, including the Model 3 and the Model Y. You know, everybody's trying to find the sweet spot. What can get mainstream, not just, you know, early adopters, but the mainstream buyer to switch to electric? Well, my favorite early adopter, Paul Eisenstein, always uh, speaks his mind and shares with us. And, and we can find him as editor of Headlight.News. Look for him at Headlight.News. Paul Eisenstein, the editor. Thank you, Paulie. Good to be with you, Paul. Always a pleasure being with you as we continue in focus with Paul W. Smith, WJR 1243.